0: Hello, all. Welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 343, and today we'll be talking about adventures and pet training from GlitchTechs. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, 343, we've finally arrived at Halo's number. And we've also arrived at more mind games or deeply concerning philosophical questions for GlitchTechs. Oh. Okay, when you said mind games, I th- I thought you were about to talk about how Emma staged the <laughs> tech glitching out on them. And it's like, why is it so believable that her program would glitch out that nobody even stops to think how convenient it is for a training exercise? That You know, I mean, it's very questionable as to what's planned and what's not when you're dealing with this type of person. Emma reminded me a bit of the, I guess you could call her a mad scientist in Hilda who, you know, has questionable hmm. morality. Emma is not seemingly ever malicious, but she's just so nice, you know? She does remind me of Van Gael, yes. Yes, because of that, you know, they're, they're not ever outwardly evil, I mean, well... The absent-minded super genius. Right, they're just way too smart for their own good and make choices on people's behalfs, right? Like... Five had no intent of going into the VR space, and yet, yeah, Emma had a different plan, and therefore that is what happened. (laughs) And maybe Emma's right, but- Oh, but are you you sad he did? No, I'm not sad he did. I just, you know, Emma is at a level of intelligence that she doesn't believe consent matters (laughs) for her decisions, you know? And that's very much how Van Gaal operated. I'm assuming that's 20,000 free XP Five got. I don't think he had to pay XP for Alpha. Man, do they gain EXP in the real world, or is that just in the simulation? He was getting EXP outside. Well, he lost it all when he got hit by the the ball pit ball. Right. Don't know how that score system's calculated. Yeah, I mean, Hinobi's got their whole EXP system, but, like, what? How are they calculating it? Did he take actual physical damage and calculate, like, the amount of his pain? Also, can they (laughs) calculate the amount of pain he has because they have an interface direct to his brain? I think it was the triumph. You know, each each ball was like a little bit of oh look how good I am, and then just the humiliation. He lost it all when he got hit by the last one. So I mean, does he is the arm cuff detecting? You know, blood pressure, the gauntlet, heart rate. It's called a gauntlet. The gauntlets are, are those hooked in biologically into their systems in a way that reflects exp. I mean, if you go with my conspiracy theory that the world in glitch text is all just a simulation anyway, that would mean that somebody like Hinobi, who's found a way to hack into the system like they have, would probably have direct access to all of his vitals, so... That is a... that's a conspiracy theory right there. Wow. It's mine. It is my conspiracy theory. The company will tell you that the Plixels are all robots? I disagree. I I think that's great thinking about how Five is trying to think through, you know, or help Miko think through, you know, her relationship with her pet because, you know, oh, they're simply programs, he says. Deeply disturbing. That would become much more deeply disturbing <laughs> if it turned out, oh, everyone is simply a program, but what is a program and what is identity? Fun times. A miserable pile of secrets. Well, maybe they're not humans. (laughs) Maybe they are literally an emergent property of a miserable pile of secrets that is Hanobi's secret Hmm. experiment. Very wild. I've been reading a lot of sci-fi books (laughs) recently about brain interfaces and and robotic human transfer and cloning. And so this is all very deeply interesting to me. Oh, so we hit you, we hit you with this episode at exactly the right time in your life, huh? Yes, I was literally listening to, oh my gosh, great, great book series, Bobaverse. First book, We Are Legion, about a guy that ends up being like replicated in von Neumann probes, which are self-replicating probes in space, right? And, but it's very disturbing philosophically for him, right? Because he is, well, he's just fully machined and he's not even sure if he's, the brain that he was copied from and his copies definitely aren't him or the brain he was copied from it's all very weird and i was thinking about that as both five and miko were transported into a digital realm because i was like how does this work again does <laughs> this digital do their bodies cease to exist purely exist their their consciousness purely exists digitally and then when they come out of a portal hanobi is recreating their physical form again did they actually create a pocket dimension that their bodies exist in which is also digital you know what is going on now you're now you're just getting into the transporter as a ma- machine of mass murder debate from star trek asking philosophically if the transporter kills you and then creates a new you with your memories right i mean if uh, consciousness is merely an emergent property of well, you know a, a, si- a complex system that self-thinking system, then you know maybe it's you know you is not even an, an important idea if <laughs> there's no carryover of uh, you know whatever whatever if you think identity is captured in soul or something. But uh, you know we don't have time to stop for those questions in adventures in pet training because we need to learn simpler lessons like how to listen to a pet. And also, it's kind of interesting to think about real life pets as sort of programs or not. And if your relationship with them is really something that you form in your own head and heart instead of, uh, you know, in reality. <laughs> if you want... I don't know if that's bleak sounding, but, you know, there. it kind of has a real-world analog. Like, here's this much simpler thing than me, but is calling something merely a program or an animal really different enough? Or, you know, whatever relationship I form with them, is it the same as... Is it just as real as my dog or my, you know, tamadachi? At least with a pet, like a cat or a dog, the cats are operating on functionally the same hardware as a human. You know, we have a more advanced version of the hardware, but, like, it's really hard to deny the reality of their intelligence when they have brains made of meat, just like we do. Right, and the same uh, apparent experiences of pain and pleasure, and so, you know, you kind of don't want, you know, if you don't feed your Nintendog, there's no moral qualm. But in this episode, we're only focused on the idea of what it means to have a relationship with a program versus like what it means to neglect a program per se, because obviously that is terrifying. You know, don't view your real world relationship with pets as uh, only a-, a computer because, you know, it's mean to hurt animals. That's a terrible thing to do. I will say this, though. Miko was kind of neglecting Ellie with her... Not feeding her the correct foods, and all because nine <laughs> pages is so much to read. No, no, but Miko didn't know about the manual, and now she will read it. You know, the things she'll do, right, for Allie. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Vin Diesel, the things I'm going to do for my country. <laughs> <laughs> read nine pages of the manual. But, I don't know, I, somewhere in the midpoint of the episode, I was thinking, did Miko really have a listening problem before with Allie? It-, it... I don't know who, if either of them really had a problem. I feel like Emma diagnosed something that wasn't that extreme. Like, Allie just seems to be having problems, and yeah, Miko doesn't know how to solve them, but I mean, how would you? <laughs> to completely well, I guess maybe you can be an expert of these avian creatures from games, but... Yeah, I mean, what Miko learned from that was really not very much. All she basically learned is, uh, Ali does actually have specific things that help her when she eats. Um, I think that Simulation was actually more for Five, to be honest. Yes, Five gets a mini Iron Giant story, which, you know, halfway, like, you know, once he started, I was like, oh, this is kind of Iron Giant. You know, he's, he's making friends with a big robot. But then they actually Iron Gianted it at the end because, you know, self sacrifice while, you know, hurtling into the uh, sky. No, okay. Now, you say, you say. Okay, he does hurtle back downwards. I cannot watch that scene and not think of Wreck-It Ralph. I'm, they might have actually explicitly said it was a reference to that, that part near the end of Wreck-It Ralph, but, I mean, whether they explicitly said it or not, it is. It is definitely a reference to wreck Ralph. I am not familiar with that scene. What does Ralph do? Ralph does some big self-sacrifice? Oh, uh, that's the one where he knocks the Mentos down into the, the soda volcano to take care of the evil boss. But he lives. Well, he has a little help. He would have sacrificed himself had somebody not come to his rescue. Meanwhile, I, I guess that Alpha lived, or at least Emma suggests that instead of it being a copy, the Alpha that gets brought into the real world is the same Alpha. But what does that even mean with bits and bytes? <laughs> you know, like, oh, you copied over the same memory file, but you could just copy and paste it. Again, that's where the cloning stuff. Like, I'm just, just listening to a book about cloning and is it the same identity today? And now I get presented with, oh, should, what happens if you clone Ally or Alpha? You know, what does that mean? You know, if you had a backup of them and it's the same memory set, starting from that point, it is them, right? Oh, uh, you, you would like the later chapters of Schlock Mercenary. They get into that. It's an interesting idea, but it's also one that I feel like I have a personal answer to, which is... They are functionally separate consciousnesses, but only insofar as if you only describe consciousness as, you know, the set of memories and then the emergent property of whatever self observation and then building on those memories. But yeah, it's weird, uh, because also it seems like copies equal bad here, which is kind of like, well, I don't, not exactly like Infinity Train. We talked a little bit about season one before that. Just making up the world inside of the train that uh, Amelia did wasn't necessarily just about like trying to clone things as inherently bad, because other things in the train that just exist but are fake, that are gnolls are still humanized. But I, I, I guess we're taking a stance here that clone equals bad? This episode never said that a copy or a clone is bad. What it was trying to say, what I thought it said pretty clearly actually, is that You know, it's not, you know, I have a chicky chum. It is, I have Allie. And if you take away Allie and give me another chicky chum, I have a different, noticeably different pet now. Just like with Five. He didn't want an alpha mech. He wanted the alpha he had formed an attachment to, a relationship with. He unlocked a friendship, for crying out loud. But the question is, is it really different? Like... You could tell me, you know, "Oh, this is my childhood game boy. I played with this game boy as a kid, but if you gave me an identical game boy and I had no idea, I mean, oh, should I really be disappointed if I found out that uh, it was a you know physically different one later, like I formed this childhood attachment to this thing that I have this relationship with, let let's let's try it this way, David. <laughs> would you Would you like to wear a brand new wristwatch brand new? Uh, let, let, let's say, let's say, uh, let, no, let's say not brand new. I have a great emotional attachment to this Game Boy, and now we're bringing in wristwatches of which I will quickly discard of. Let's say I have a wristwatch that you've decided you want to use, right? And So if you want to use it, you'll take the wristwatch I give you. But what if before I give it to you, I told you, Oh yeah, this used to belong to a serial killer, well, and he right. wore it on the day he was executed. Right, right, now this is Obviously, about- Obviously you don't want the watch anymore. Well, yeah, and this is a slightly different property, which has a name, um, but essentially we we humans assign- It's called sympathetic magic. Yeah, like we assign these sort of spirit ideas to things, <laughs> so like that's why, oh, we're like, oh, this t-shirt was worn by this rock star? Now it's valuable, even though it's just the same t-shirt as any other t-shirt. But again, that's not what's happening with Ali. The whole point is, Ali is her own person, and that is valuable in itself. Alpha is his own person, and, you know, he may have a lot of identical twin brothers, but he himself is unique, because he is the only Alpha. Perhaps, unless you just copy him and never boot up the other one? Except, what even is it to boot or not boot? Like, if I have Microsoft Word on my computer... And I make a copy of the executable and then delete the old executable. I'm not going to feel like the, the copy of the executable is really even I- identity different. It's going to feel like essentially I just moved the file. And actually every file you have on your computer, if you move it, is a reassignment of bits from one place on the hard drive to somewhere else potentially, right? Well, depending on the file scheme. So I mean, even, even you the idea that. That would infuriate that. <laughs> Emma so much. I know she wants me to believe. And these entities being real, and I love it. I love that Glitch Text has this weird little undercurrent of programs and their reality. So, fun. Again, at at no point did she get into the whole, oh, what if I make a copy of Allie? No, it's like, what if I give you another Chickie Chum? What if I give you another Alpha Mech? Not, what if I made you a copy of Alpha? You, you want it to be about uh, something else. That's true. Maybe it's like a Sesame Street version of, you know, oh, I'm going to talk about ideas about death. But for a four-year-old's perspective, it's just that, oh, I lost, you know, the person who bought me ice cream. <laughs> it's just a simplified idea of, like, I like my chicky chum. And that's the one I want, you know? I don't know. You see, I like Emma. I mean, she she was based off of Kate McKinnon's character from the 2016 Ghostbusters and it shows. And I love both of the characters, so... Now this is super fascinating that we're talking about, I'm feeling like an old man now. Like that two two of the inspirations for this episode so far are things that happened in the past 10 years, which is just weird to me. Like Wreck-It Ralph and the rebooted Ghostbusters. I feel, I feel yeah, so old. And now those are <laughs> into the cultural zeitgeist to the point where there can be references to them now. Right, in a show that like would take years to, you know, develop the episodes. Oh, that's so weird to me. Also, though, an older school reference, we got a Grimer slash Muck fight at the end. Yeah, yeah, I cannot not see Muck whenever they have that fight. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, not the most inspired monster design, pretty much. Well, or maybe perhaps the most directly inspired, depending on what what, what inspired means to you. It's like Miko said, let's make this quick, Allie. They They only had so much time to come up with a boss fight, so they needed somebody with They needed to be able to look like they were hurting it while also not actually hurting it, and thus, Sludge Monster. It makes perfect sense. Sludge Monster works. Well, and I really like the robot enemies in this episode, so I thought those were a cool little unique design. I loved their all-day dance party at the Mesa (laughs) Tops. Yeah, what was that all about? (laughs) They got their own little lives going on in this simulation. Again, disturbing me (laughs) when we have to fight them. Eh, Yeah, they're okay with it, I think probably it's like in eh, breath of the wild okay. you could watch the uh bokoblins from a distance and they'd be dancing around a fire and just kind of hanging out living life and then you walk up to them and you know of course they're they're basically wild animals they have to attack you but if you had just left them alone they could have just had a happy little lives they won't they'll, they'll never even attack anyone they'll just stay in place forever i, d- I did like though when emma handed five that uh that little baby whatever and you know don't stop showering it with food love and <laughs> hinobi gossip and i'm like I, I thought it was a missed opportunity that at no point did five out uh, turn to that and say oh did you hear what such and such said about somebody else or any any literally any piece of hinobi gossip would have been beautiful if he had actually followed through on that i can't even think of how did he not end up holding onto the baby into the simulation did he put it on the ground where did the baby go uh emma got disgusted with him grabbed it and let it go and it floated off okay okay it d- it did not get atomized upon the portaling <laughs> right you know save for later so ally's gonna have a bunch of new powers now i guess if the eh, if the power-ups are going to be available that was a tease at the end that's the well that's the that is the tragedy of darth emma the wise she you know said just wait till you see what all of these do and we never see what all these do. What? How on earth? I'm like, very sad. it even fades to black in a way that feels like it would then come up with the white text to be continued, you know? <sighs> I know. Very sad. Very sad. That's actually pretty weird because this isn't early enough. This is only episode eight. Why would they introduce that? Yep. Oh, don't know. We have 11 more episodes and we don't get any more chicky chum powers that I am getting off the top of my head. Although I did promise you. Uh, Going back to the last time we discussed glitch techs, I did promise you that there would be a glitch entity in this episode who would make you rethink your uh, pro-glitch, quote-unquote, humanity uh, stance. Zoom-kazoom, what do you think now? (laughs) Because of just how annoying Zoom-kazoom is? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um. Yeah, did they even ever... Oh, right mitch captured the glitch of course because mitch you know i i don't think that makes me want to hurt it it was kind of just being silly why do you why do you hate him so much (sighs) he's just the most annoying little thing (laughs) i've ever seen look i endured. he deserves mitch i endured you know the first season of steven and poor steven you know everyone thought he was annoying too I, this, maybe I'm revealing a personal character trait here. As someone who, now now I'm speaking personally, as someone who had problems with being perceived as annoying, now you have me sympathizing with this character that you hate. Look, he's just a program. He's simply a program. He can't help it. <sighs> maybe he can't. But remember, all the glitches who do bad things can't help it either. <sighs> it's just their programming. Well, I like Allie, though. Allie's nice. Yeah. All the companions are pretty chill. Yeah. I wonder how... I mean, obviously, just like actual animals with stratified intelligence, the glitches are have stratified intelligences, but, I don't know, Allie's, Allie's in the range of like Appa, can clearly understand some human language and whatever, but also will just go into animal mode at any time to eat Random balls or whatever. Random power-ups. And ball pit balls. And ball pit balls. <laughs> I love the reoccurrence of ball pits. Because of the, you know, being in ball the arcade. Pit. I just... <laughs> somebody enjoyed a lot of time in ball pits as a kid. and on the, on the squad, and I appreciate that. Hey, great way to get free tokens. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Adventures in Pet Training. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to uh, leave us a review on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't feel bad if you just clone someone else's. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit lunarceasefire.com.